Thank you for tuning in to Season 3 of One Bourbon, One Movie, One Beer. To fully appreciate our episodes, we recommend that you have at least seen the movie we're about to cover. Yeah, uh, we're still three friends that love bourbon movies and beer, uh, but please note that none of us are experts in any of these subjects. Yeah, and we still love drinking together, we still love watching movies together, and we still love talking. (laughs) This podcast will contain many spoilers and some adult content. Still, very fucking valid. And still, if you enjoy the show, leave us a rating, five stars are preferred, and uh, leave comments, whatever, we'll interact with you, but uh, share with your friends, share with your family, share with your kids, not your kids, but we love you. <laughs> you can also check out our website, One Bourbon, One Movie, One Beer, that's using the number one instead of the word one. There you can send us an email, stream any of our episodes, find links to Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, or even chat with us live. And also, uh, any fans want to interact and suggest on the socials movies you'd like us to feature, uh, please drop them in comments, Facebook, Twitter, all uh, those Instagram, things. all the Grammys, whatever those things are. And then enjoy the show. Welcome to the championship round yes. of March movie round. madness. March madness. I can dig it. I'm wit. Hi, I'm Paul. Did you realize that I just watched the trailer for Jurassic Park the other day? They got me thinking that dinosaurs, we made up the sounds. Humans made up the sounds that dinosaurs made. So, well, we could you, stole it from other animals, but yeah. Could you imagine, like, what a T Rex really sounds like? What if it meows like a cat? I don't think it would meow like a cat. I think it would just meow like a bird. Yeah. There's a chance it could be like a dove. What if it's like, like, what if it just comes up, it's like, doom, doom. Exactly. <laughs> just chasing it. Velociraptors <laughs> <laughs> coming You're like, never going to watch Jurassic uh, Park the same again. Who? Anybody. Well, I meant, who the fuck are you? That was <laughs> what we're doing. Oh, I'm Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. I love that, like, this has turned into a bit where Ryan's just like, Captain I'm going to do anything not to say my name. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But no, this should be fun. Uh, championship round. We finally have gotten here. Yep. Spaceballs versus Snatch. Spaceballs v. Yeah. Um, speaking of Spaceballs. <laughs> I got just, nothing. Just speaking, of, just speaking of it. Speaking oh. of it. Um, this one's going to be uh, different again than round one or round two. Because it's uh, the final round. Because the final, final it's... Round. We've already exhausted a lot of the categories Sorry. that we can give out points for. And Yeah. Um, we didn't we, like flesh out categories in the beginning of this tournament. So we've kind of been like each episode kind of revamping and rewaiting and going... <laughs> fuck like during the week leading up like what are we gonna do and then like but last we also, minute we're like okay but we also don't want to cover too much of the things that we cover on our regular episodes yeah so that we can save that for the winner to I mean, have its own the good thing episode. is we cover very specific things over and over again about films that we like to cover mm-hmm. so there's other things you can talk about in Involving films that we don't typically so, directly talk about. So what we're going to do is, um, if you can recall, earlier on in this series, we talked through our diving score sheet and how we're <laughs> going to just give some arbitrary numbers, Yeah, yeah um, take was... out the highest and lowest score, multiply it by a random number that we don't even know what, where it came from and or then... why it came from here. Um, and then that's the score. Well, in this case, we're going to do something even more random, is we're going to take six 20-sided dies. <laughs> oh, God. At the very end, we're just going to talk about some movies, and at the end, we're just going to take six random die and just roll them. That could be fun. Yeah. We should do it. I, I literally just said we're going to do it. Yeah, we should definitely do it, for sure. Lock Did that in. Talk about that? I don't remember talking about this guy. But I want to yeah. talk about... Oh, yeah, we're talking about it now. We're doing oh, it. <laughs> on the mic, we got to figure it out. Oh, we are. We did. And, but okay, no, yeah. um, you can't argue with that now, Paul. I, I really like talking the idea. Of, <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, I like the idea of talking about 
how well these movies fit into the genre that they were picked for. Yes. Um, basically, See. like over the last week or so that we've been discussing this, it's like, how are we going to grade these? Because to us, these movies are practically perfect. You know, they're going to probably score a top score in whatever category we bring out anyway. <coughs> so Potentially. We, potentially. Potentially. So we have to figure out you know, what's a way? Do we roll six twenty-sided die and just let that? I mean, do it? Do based we... on based on last round's ratings, um, some were pretty close to each other. I mean, yeah. Snatch and Wally were neck and neck. I know. I mean, technically, Wally won the ratings and lost the dice. Yeah, did well. No, because no. Wally didn't make it to round two. It was um, Inside no. Man won the it's... ratings and it lost to Spaceballs. No, no, no. What I'm saying is when uh, was the Snatch versus oh, Lego, Lego Movie. Movie. Sorry. Lego oh. Movie won our ratings count. I still think Wally was better. Even after the cons, and then we rolled the dice and Lego lost. It was like two points at the end. It was like really freaking close. Uh, check yeah. your notes. I listened to the episode earlier today, so go fuck yourself. Uh, at any rate, I do like that we're going to go into a couple categories and rate them in some fashion. Yeah, so but what are we doing? Where are we going? Why are we going there? How are we <laughs> getting genre? there? We are going to talk about how how well these movies fit into that genre. Yep. And then talk a little bit more about um, maybe why we like the theme or the plot of the movie so well. And yes. talk a little bit more about the directors of these. Because these are directors that we all yeah. like all of their catalog of their work. Like Mel Brooks and Guy Ritchie. Like... Every single it. one of those movies that come out, it's like, I want to see it. They have a yeah. bank of movies, and these two films, for all of us, kind of go, I want to see. I like that one. I want to see the rest of those fucking yeah. things. They're all good. And then I think we <clears throat> will probably give our opinion on who we think should win and see if the dice are in our favor. Right. I love it. Yeah. So which one do we want to do first? Snatch? Ooh. No idea. Or Spaceballs? You want to roll, roll the die? You want to flip a coin? <laughs> you mean roll all the die? Roll. <laughs> flip fly. a digital coin. Um, Don't tip me. I will roll them. <laughs> I think uh, we should start with Snatch. What do you guys think? Yeah, fuck it. Okay. I mean, I wasn't going to go there, but okay. <laughs> Ryan's like, no, I wanted to do this. space balls. He's like, I want to talk about three amigos. <laughs> I do. Just <laughs> I know you do. But no, um, it didn't make it. I know. Spaceballs, we picked as obviously a comedy. Why do you guys think it fits so well in that genre? The comedy genre. Um, well, you laugh when you think of. Here's why. When you think of parody movies, most of. You think of a lot of them, but this was one of the first. And still is one of the best. Yeah. When thinking of... Every time they do a parody, parody movie, movies. they try to go, how do we do it like Spaceballs did it? Yeah. And <laughs> nobody can do it And well. they all fail. The first scary movie was okay, but ever since then, it's just terrible. They've been basically parodying themselves on accident yeah. the whole time. <laughs> Which is exactly what Spaceballs does, but they do it so well. Yeah. They do it on purpose. Yeah. Yeah, like even within comedy, you have genres. You have types of yes. comedies. You have romantic comedies. You have technically this is a parody, parody slash heist comedy. Movie. You have heist comedies. This is a heist <laughs> comedy parody. Like this, even if it wasn't a parody, if it was just uh, basically Tropic Thunder, where the movie actually is about another movie being made about a movie, like right. That's not necessarily a parody movie, but it's doing parts of what this movie does. It's like, we're going to break the fourth wall to where you're seeing the people that are making this movie. Right. And it's also a parody of other movies at the same time. So right. it it makes you laugh all the way through. Like from I mean, this the one even first parodied Star bumper Trek. sticker. <laughs> yeah. Like they didn't even fucking just stay with it. They parodied Star Trek and Alien. Just, just yeah. to, for good measure. Yeah. Anything that took place in space, <laughs> they were yeah. like, space even Transformers. Movies. 
Like, because it was Transformers the, the cartoon. That's why they made Mega Maid. Transformers with Mega Maid. Yeah. Like, damn, they had a lot of they tri- They parodied the sci-fi genre. Yeah. Yeah, but they specifically were like... Mostly mo- Star Wars. Mostly Star Wars. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And Star George Wars. Lucas was like, I'll allow it. It's like poetry. It rhymes. It's amazing. <laughs> it's like his most quoted thing that's like, just stop it, George. <laughs> but no, it's... If I had to rate it out of one through five, it's definitely a five. <laughs> like, I can't give it less than a perfect comedy score. So... Yeah. That's why I was sitting there going like, I don't think we can go off of points because what if we did it one through twenty? One through twenty. Still one through twenty-seven because it's a prime number. Is it twenty-seven? No, no, it's not. No, it's not. Who? No, not at all. Twenty-nine. Not Damn, sure if you twenty-nine. Know what you're prime right. <laughs> twenty-nine. Right when I 31. said that, I was like, mm, that's not right. Definitely divisible <laughs> by three, so not prime. But no, it's it's so it's so good. Um. Does Spaceballs have a theme? I mean, that's what the question was. Like, what do you think? Is it don't take us too seriously? (laughs) No, I mean, within the storyline, there's a theme. There's multiple themes. Like, anybody can be special? or (laughs) That's a Lego movie. Oh, wrong movie. (laughs) But technically, you're right. Anybody could be a prince. Yeah, you could be a prince. Yeah. If you happen to have... A necklace? A necklace or a genie? Well, I would think... (laughs) For me, the theme is is uh, underestimation. It's very similar to like a movie in a way, where like everyone that's a hero or a character in this film is incredibly underestimated. Yeah. Um, both sides, even right, like like both uh, Dark Helmet and freaking uh, President Scroob are underestimated and both considered made fun of behind their backs by their own crews and people. Um, but very much Princess Vespa is underestimated. Mm-hmm. They consider her the, you know, the Princess Leia character, and she's very initially, oh, you know, she's uppity and she drives a Mercedes and she's a princess, and but she doesn't want to marry this guy who's passed out, passing out all the time, with a Prince Valium. <laughs> yes, <laughs> but like the idea of her eventually being the one to save the heroes by they shoot her hair and then she takes the gun and shoots like, the fuck out of everybody. I mean, even like characters' <coughs> names make you laugh. Like yeah, yeah, it's oh yeah, so good. Um, but like yeah, I think that that's a theme that runs through the whole damn thing, right? Like everybody gets even underestimates themselves. Mm-hmm. Lone Star underestimates himself the entire time, thinking he needs this ring to to control the Schwartz. And he doesn't even need the fucking. With ring. The only person that's not like fully um, doing that is Barf. Right. He's yeah. just kind of like, because I'm a dog. I don't care. You see like, chill. I'm having a great day right now. <laughs> Let's yeah. move on. I got some dog treats. You want one? It's right. Like, oh, man. It's so good. Um, what do you think, Ryan? Like, sticks pretty much to that? I mean, what the... When you think of the theme of this movie or just what is this movie trying to accomplish? It doesn't really stray away from it at all. Um, which is great. It, I mean, it's hard to say anything against it because <laughs> I think I said it in our they last episode. <laughs> you can't, if you sit here and say, you know, they tried to do this or they did this instead of doing this. No, they knew exactly at every moment. They knew exactly what they're doing. And they're intentional about it. We're going to make fun of ourselves so that you can't make fun of us. Right, it's yeah. basically that. It's almost like Eminem and 8 Mile when he's rapping. He's like, I'm I'm going to take all of your jokes away so you have nothing to say against me. Yeah. yeah. So you're literally going to be speechless. It's taking so the power you, you away from the critics. You can't yeah. say anything. And that's literally what this movie does. Well, I think that leads us into the director talk a little bit about Mel Brooks because already oh yeah because it's been that is <laughs> that is 100% Mel Brooks's MO like he was like I'm always going to make these jokes and then I'm going to laugh at myself and I'm going to make sure that you have no power to take this away from me or to undermine me like, <coughs> and right. everything that he's ever made has been that way like 
I even had one of my brothers sent me a uh, GIF, and it was like just a funny thing where it was like my brother was like, "Name that movie," and instantly I was like, "Robin Hood Men in Tights." And he was yeah. like, "Dude, like I don't even know how you did that." I was like, "It's Did you just, name a quote? These movies are Cornel iconic to me. I will know where it was and what scene he's in. Yeah, they're incredible. But like he made sure that like." I think that's just his sense of humor. He's like, yeah. I'm going to make the joke for you. Yeah. And then I'm going to... It's the um, quintessential, if you laugh at yourself, like nobody can well, laugh at hurt you I, or I laugh at you. I think Mel Brooks's power in comedy relies on the fact that his delivery system is fucking flawless. So like, yeah. he is he hits in genres and he hits jokes that no one else can touch because they don't know how to execute them correctly but he hit shit in like blazing saddles that is so many light years ahead of its <laughs> fucking time it it beat the shit out of racism it top flipped that shit on its head homophobia like all these things in that movie are just things that are sensitive as shit now and it was sensitive as shit then and it wasn't even things people were talking about then because it was so like socially faux pas and he just went right into it all and it yeah. was so funny and the characters and actors that were playing those roles were so fucking funny mm-hmm. that you couldn't be mad about it and yeah then he made he a that sequel so well. about it huh <laughs> then he made blazing saddles too like the idea <laughs> of so let's keep going dude he just goes into all of it and like it was space balls he would he made fun of so many different things but like if you were to read the script 89 percent of them are fucking straight up dad jokes yeah you know what i mean like like especially in like Robin Hood and Tights, there's so many just like lame jokes that because they're executed so hilariously well by the actors that they're not they're funny fucking jokes. Yeah. But mm-hmm. if I were like an average person were to just say them, you'd be like, oh, Jesus uh, Christ, yeah. Dad. But you know, well, there's I mean, a, there's it's a, all in a Blinken, Hey Blinken joke in there. Like what the fuck? Like <laughs> it's not even alive during Robin. I think that's what <laughs> what really sets it apart is. A lot of movies we see can you can make the same joke, but it doesn't hit as well because, I mean, his timing and just the delivery is impeccable, and yeah. it's that's what still makes it relevant today. Mm-hmm. Thirty thirty years later, uh, I believe it is thirty four years later. Thirty four <laughs> years later. Shit, same happen. same year as my birth yeah. year, so you know um, I got this one. No, but thirty four <laughs> years later, it <laughs> still is funny because the timing is still well. The way it's delivered is still fantastic. I also and just, that's that's something that not everybody can do. Yeah, and I also just appreciate that he's not just a director you know he wrote the movie he produced the movie and plays two different characters in the movie he plays two different characters in the movie which is very similar to when we get to it in snatch you know you have guy Ritchie, who is a very similar type of director where he's like i want to write it i want to produce it like i want this to be my movie right so i'm really excited that these movies have those similarities i like the directors that do that shit where they dominate the film to make it what they want. Because it's hard to tell who's responsible for what in a lot of films mm-hmm. and who's to blame for the parts that fail and who's to praise for the parts that succeed. And like Mel Brooks is all over every one of his films. It's undeniable his fingerprint is on every part of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's not because he's a megalomaniac. It's because he just knows what the fuck he's doing. And he knows how to get the pater out of all of his actors. He knows how to get them to be funny and relax. And fu- there's just, Everyone seems so comfortable in the sh- in the takes for everything like it, i can't i just if i could be like the age i am now and just go and be like a fucking key grip or something any just to be around not the one that gets fucking cut in half yeah not that hit one. by the fucking schwartz <laughs> um hated it but uh not that guy but anyone else but the idea of like i would love to have been a fly on the wall just to see how much fun his sets just, just, uh, just give us a were. blooper reel you know uh-huh. peek behind dude. the curtain like how many improv jokes did john candy have dude dude like, i can't even imagine how when, many hours when just... lone star is like we're going in there he's like we're going in there he's like i'm going down he's going down he's gonna... i wouldn't i would <laughs> just like <laughs> he's just repeating everything and then finally he's like I wouldn't. This is dumb. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
But yeah, I mean, just thinking about that, it's like every single time Mel Brooks is even involved in a movie, I'm like, oh, that's Mel Brooks. Like, I'm going to go see that because it's him. Or I, he's so recognizable. Like, even like watching The Little Rascals, he has a cameo and you're like, oh, that's Mel Brooks. Yeah. And then you like go on IMDb, you're like, did he like help write this movie somehow? Is that why (laughs) he's here? Um, I just love everything that he's made and. I hope he still makes a few more movies. I know he's in his 90s now, but he's yeah. still working. Like he's yeah, yeah he's constantly still, thinking of the next thing. He's still in his faculties for sure. And I mean, and one of his most iconic things is the producers. Yeah. Where he's basically making fun of himself. Yeah. Then therefore making fun of other things. It's like oh, it's, yeah. it's insane how comedically his brain works like he he's a legend and a living legend and i love it yeah, like almost all the jokes here aren't just dad they're also on the nose the obvious joke like pizza <laughs> the hut instead of job of the hut that's pretty on the fucking nose but it's perfect <laughs> yeah pizza hut no pizza the hut pizza Mark. the hut java the hut you're like wow that makes sense what else could it be nothing Nothing, <laughs> nothing else. Nothing. Even their nothing commercials else. just gave us the name. Nobody out pizzas the hut. There it is. <laughs> right. Like, Done. Just use it. Uh, <laughs> it's so good. Um, before we like move fully on, do y'all want to say anything else about like spaceballs and why you think it should be the winner? Besides the fact that it makes you laugh, literally every minute I mean, this, of the film this guy this this uh tournament for me was like these are like your favorite films this is one of the few that i brought to the table that was like i knew it was kind of a ringer and also i knew that like i mean i, I had a tough time picking movies for this thing to begin with because i was afraid of picking movies that were like things we're eventually already going to talk about and yeah. then i might be losing one here and there and i was a little nervous about bringing this one because i was like what if it loses and then we don't get to talk about Spaceballs for real. And well, I will comfort you saying that you brought the Spectrum. You brought one that <laughs> I don't think could have been a better fit for its genre. And then you brought another one that literally did not fit in the genre you pitched it in at all. Hey, you can't say at all. There was action in it. And I didn't Compared have a to everything one. else that we have. I didn't, didn't have a single beat one out make it Mad to the Max finals, so, for you know, Mad Max fine. didn't win. <laughs> but... Mad Max is more of an action movie that's than Willow that's is an action. That's because that's all it was. Movie. It was only exactly. action. There was nothing else in it to to like put it in any other category. The Hobbs most and I, Shaw is an desert. action movie, but everything genre, else about it is if, terrible. If we picked a... If, yeah, that's true. But if we picked like a desert-based movie, okay, Mad Max, it's in there. It's all desert. <laughs> the, most, the most ironic thing of this entire tournament from start to finish has been that Willow... And Mad Max scored the exact same score, and they were both used as action films. Right, and they both lost. Right, they like, both got spanked. Couldn't be any more perfect. Yeah, yeah. Um, I should have gone with the raid. It still would have lost. <laughs> this, it would have had to lose the spaceballs. I mean, yeah, and we got destroyed the spaceballs. Yeah, and but, again, yeah. I was sad because this one was the baseballs was the one that destroyed Willow, and even I was like. Sorry, Willow. Well, You're even fucked. when <laughs> even when I like put it into the hat in the intro of this, I was like, "Spaceballs might go all the way." <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. a good comedy that makes you laugh all the way through. You're like, and I, I, I this... want to watch that movie, and I want to talk to people about that movie, and I, yeah. I make friends over movies like this. Like I mentioned this last episode, but it's worth repeating. This is one of those films for me that I will watch forever and never gets old. Right, like I Accurate. always love this movie, no matter what part it is, I catch up. I'm, if I do want to start it over every time, but uh, I don't mind. I'll just pick it up anywhere. But like I, I don't know anyone who doesn't know this movie. Mm-hmm. Like any any movie buff or n- comedy nerd, if you don't know this film, Go you're fucking lying. You're not a nerd. You are the worst. <laughs> <laughs> you're not even a nerd. Um, no, it's it's just so good and. I could see a full episode on this movie being one of our best episodes that we've ever done. Yeah. It'll be fun. Yeah. It's the epitome of a fun comedy movie. Agreed. Easy. Do we want to do anything bourbon or beer related? We said no, right? I mean, we don't have to. I mean, we're all sipping on different things. Like just, You've got 
let's You've just go into comforts and I'll make, a, look, I'll make a perfect segue speaking of space have you thought <laughs> oh. waiting patiently. no it's just funny speaking of space balls anytime you think of space you think of this vast emptiness mm-hmm. however when you think of space space contains everything and a lot of balls. So it's never empty. Ball-shaped things. It's never empty. It's true. Yeah. That really is the perfect segue. Yep. Is it? Snatch. Right into Snatch. I was about to say, segue into what? <laughs> <laughs> into whatever you want. That's not what a segue is. Into, <laughs> no. It's segueing into nothingness or everything. You can pick. Yeah. Very I'll let you be the segue. judge of that. Ooh, a very specific segue. Segways are tight. Very. I never said it was going to be specific. Just perfect. It's the exact opposite. All right, so Snatchdown. Alternate name for this film, Snatchdown. Snatchdown. The title of this episode is actually going to be titled Snatch My Spaceballs. No. No one. Oh, my God. (laughs) It won't be. Oh, man. All right. So back on track. Snatches in the heist category. Why do we think it fits so well into that genre? I actually would not give it a perfect score for a heist movie. Why not? Really? Because in a general heist movie, you have... There's something you're trying to accomplish. Yeah. Like you're trying to... If you think of heist, you think of bank robberies. You think of right. You have pulling a, off that. You have a target, crime. and you're trying to get to that target and acquire it. Right. That's like the general scope of a heist movie. This one is has like a side tangent. It does many side tangents. But but why it's cool is you kind of have an idea for what is trying to be accomplished. However, with the plot twist in this movie, it's completely shifted at the very end. So it's... Yeah. And you still get a glimpse for why it still is a heist movie, but I would... It doesn't fit the general mold. It's not like um, Ocean's Eleven, where the movie ends where they achieve the heist. Like, the heist is in the very beginning of the movie, and then there's accidental heists along the way, though. Yeah. I mean, this opens so with... like a triple a heist, heist movie. Yeah. For the MacGuffin that kind of, in your defense, is kind of lost along the way a little bit. Like, yeah, we all give a shit about this diamond and everyone's trying to find the diamond. But honestly, it's like, I kind of give a shit about what the fuck the Pikes are doing. And I'm like, yeah. what about this boxing matches now? <laughs> yeah, you're like, I think that yeah, might be my that's favorite the thing part. Is, yeah. in, in the end, the biggest heist aspect isn't what is followed along the whole movie. It's, well, really, it's like the Pikes, yeah. like make off with all this fucking money and skip fucking town. And everyone's like, what the fuck even happened? And they ended up straight up murdering everyone that would follow them afterwards, which is yeah. pretty badass. And then they make, he kind of makes friends with Turkish in a way that like, he's not going to fucking hunt him down. He's like, fuck that. They're gone. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. He's like, I got this huge diamond. So right. Yeah. It'll be all right. Yeah. So and yeah, most of the other people that want it are dead. So <laughs> right, it'll be exactly. all right. That's the whole point. Like the only other person that would have wanted it went back to fucking New York, and he's sick of England anyway. I was re-listening Book to uh, I think England round one A, and like I love that Ryan's entire like every single category. He was like these idiots that you think are idiots end up being awesome yeah <laughs> like, he's like these people that you think end are idiots making end idiots be- out of everyone else <laughs> right it's like literally four categories and like on the fourth one it's like no that works it's still and at any moment there's a there's a, like a changing of the guard for that right there's a there's a group of each different types of people in different groups and there's always a some idiot in that group or somebody you think is an idiot, and then that person either tries to be better or just stays an idiot or totally surprises you. Yeah, like Tyrone. He's <laughs> always an idiot. Yeah, he's straight up an idiot the whole time. <laughs> the whole movie. But he's the best idiot. Oh, he's man, the worst but... getaway driver for sure. Yeah. <laughs> you didn't see the thing that was right behind you? Yeah. It was like, 
Don't give me that shit. <laughs> Check the mirrors. It'll be fine. Um, but no, I think it still fits into the heist category super well. Like, yeah. I think Ryan's right. Yeah. Like, you, if we were giving this out points, like, it may not be a perfect score, but but it's still gonna be like a four point nine. Yeah, it's like it's gonna be getting that four point nine. Or well, if, if you, you had, had to pick a, 10, a four or five, and you couldn't do a point nine. <laughs> Don't give me this. I'm not gonna pick. So yeah, it's like you still want to round. This it is up. not okay. Let's start scoring things out of ten. Nine point nine. Well, to be fair, <laughs> to be fair, to be fair, it's still is, either way. It's still point one lower than what yeah, we you're were like, scoring. Let's go out of twenty. Nineteen point nine. Well, that's the thing, right? Like it might boil down to these these dice helping snatch out because I mean either way you do a point one lower than what Spaceballs. Spaceballs like five. What if it's ten? Ten. What if it's twenty? Twenty. Yeah, <laughs> like, it's like if you have to du- deduct anything, it's like I don't even want to take away a full point no. because they do pull off a heist and then multiple other accidental heists or even one or two that are on purpose. Like the Pikes are purposefully ripping off the entire boxing thing so it's like there's multiple things in there that make this a really awesome heist yeah awesome heist and then within it you have crappy heist when they go and try to rob the bookie they fucking there's nobody there they fucking steals your shotgun i don't think i'm ever going to be able to think of this movie like going into theme and plot without thinking of ryan literally being like these people that are idiots are are i'm like that is literally this movie. Like five times over, it's like these people that you think are idiots yeah. end up pulling this thing off. Well, Guy Ritchie is really good but, at the but in, finding. But idiots. even think of that: the guys you think that have it all together that are in control end are up the, being idiots. the idiots. Yeah, <laughs> that was my whole thing about Bricktop. It's like he, they portray yeah. him as such a goddamn super genius, one step ahead of you all the time, appearing awkwardly behind you in moments when you're in your own place. Uh. He's the idiot. He knows so much, and then he just kept underestimating the Pikes over and over. Over and over. Yeah. After the first fight, I would have been like, Which is. He's not going down in the fifth. Which, like. An actual segue leads me to how similar it is to Spaceballs and the theme wise. Don't underestimate. Don't underestimate anyone. (laughs) Yeah. Right? Don't underestimate the idiot. I mean, this one, honestly, I think would be more of that. I mean, Spaceballs was predictably so, right? You like, you know, Princess Vespa's being Princess Leia parallel, and Princess Leia isn't just a regular boring ass princess. She's badass. She shoots fucking blasters and shit. She doesn't take away crap, especially Hans. But like, Dep- depending on which trilogy, she can even uh, breathe in space. She can float and breathe in space. Yeah, she can. Yeah. Don't get just keep going. <laughs> Listen, Luke trained her, and Luke can't even do that shit. At any rate, uh, my point exactly. <laughs> but he can. Never mind. This is Star Wars. Anyway, the whole idea, though, is like they're a little predictable in Spaceballs. They do surprise you here and there, but there's, they're going to lean into some of the tropes because that's the point. They lean into the tropes and they kick them in the balls. The Spaceballs. <laughs> but the space balls. Snatch, however, is full of unpredictable tropes, right? You want it. You expect these guys to act a certain way the entire time and they don't. You act the other guys to act a certain way the entire time and they don't. And then the bad guys act a certain way and then they get fucked because they deserve to be fucked. For proper thinking fucked. that they're yes, proper fucked. <laughs> they're thinking that they are the smartest dudes in the room at all times. Bricktop thinks he's always the smartest guy everywhere, and that's his fucking fatal flaw. So yeah. I like that it sticks to that theme, and it's sort of like Turkish is sort of narrating this concept the whole time. That you know, oh, he's like he seems surprised often about scenarios, or he, like he knows that uh, Pikes are untrustworthy as fuck, but he did not prepared for the level of but he also always calls for their shit right like, he knows yeah he says that that they're gonna you know they're gonna try to fuck us over somehow and he gets roped into that dog versus rabbit fight mm-hmm. against his will he doesn't want to do that you know he's like he, and he fucking gets stuck into a fight you for it like oh fuck and then he loses his own boxer he's like god damn it i explained to bricktop why the fucking boxer's broken <laughs> <laughs> he's literally broken <laughs> they're like if he doesn't wake up we're also dead. Yeah, we're fucking dead. Wake up. <laughs> but no, it's just... It's a fun movie that fits into that heist category. And it has this underdog theme. Yeah. I think you're right. So let's talk about Guy Ritchie as a director. 
And it's not Guy Ritchie, which is what I originally thought his name was. It's Guy Ritchie. I don't know why. But where did you think it was Ritchie? <laughs> I have no idea. I have no idea why I ever read it. Maybe that like way, you, I was Christina like, Ricci, like you didn't see maybe, it spelled first. Maybe that's something like it. Like I just somehow connected it that way, and I was like, "That's wrong." I feel like that's wrong. <laughs> For years, I was like, "I'm probably wrong," <laughs> but I'm gonna keep saying it wrong. But I'm committing to, to the bit for just twenty years. Right. <laughs> nice. um, but yeah, Guy Ritchie is another one of those directors that I'm like. Anytime I see that he's connected to something, I want to see it. All right. Yeah. He's uh, he's similar to Mel Brooks. That his, his stamp is very recognizable. Mm-hmm. His films aren't all identical, but they fit into the, some sort of universe, just like Mel Brooks' movies would fit into a universe. A right? good bit of them are very identical. I yeah. was about to say, a lot of them are very mobbish or heisty. Right. Well, that's like, you know. I guess it's Scorsese-ish, where it's like, you know, oh, it's going to be a movie about the mob or the Irish mob or the Italian mob. Pick a mob. <laughs> yeah, just pick one. And this one's English and Russian. I will <laughs> say, though, that he also does a really good job at adapting other stuff that already exists. Okay. Um, yeah, Sherlock right. Holmes, Sherlock Man Holmes. from Uncle. Um, yeah. Gosh, I think there's one more that I can't think of right away. But keep like, whenever up, yeah. he has adapted something and put his style onto it, it has yeah. made that the version that I want to see. Like, oh, yeah. Sherlock Holmes especially. I'm like, I love, like, the Benedict Cumberbatch uh, TV show version of it. I love that, and I love that they modernized it, but I still like what he did where he was like, I'm going to use this um, style and this flair that i have with my directing but i'm still going to keep it in its old like where these original stories take place Mm -hmm. and that's so cool to see um that style take over a medium and i'm like that's the style of sherlock holmes i want now i want that guy Ritchie version yeah i mean those those movies are fantastic um and you can see the relationship or or how they're related and and you can definitely see his fingerprint but he does a fantastic job making them unique mm-hmm. in their own way where whereas some of his other films like there's a lot of times where um i get snatch and um what is it lockstock lockstock i get those mixed up a little bit because those are ve- those are very similar. Mm-hmm. Some actors play different roles that are maybe more prominent, but then shifting to the gentleman or uh, rock and rolla, those oh. are still similar themes, but they feel different enough. Um, Would you say that Snatch is your favorite of his films, or do you have one because i love how much like snatch like all the storylines come together like we mentioned that in both round one and two i think yeah like it's one of his movies that once they connect you're like okay this is snatch might be my favorite strictly because brad pitt is so freaking good yeah yeah i mean (laughs) i same the gentleman i love it it is so good and Mainly because it's the newest of them, but I think Brad Pitt is so ridiculously good, and so I mean that it's not a performance you hear talked about much in relation to him. Mm-hmm. So for me, it's it's one of his more underrated roles, but I, oops, he's so good that. in it. Um. I think it's interesting, even though you mentioned The Gentleman is his newest, I feel like in the next five to ten years, like you'll be able to watch that with the rest of these films. And the only reason that you're going to know that it was newer is because of some of the like CGI special effects that are going on in it and some tech stuff. But like, it's... No, it, I just know it's newer because it, it does... well. It also doesn't feel that Snatch is over 20 years old. Yeah. Right. 
And stock is. That's what I'm saying. Like that. I. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like I think you're going to be able to pick up on some of that special affected things where it's like it has a little bit of a Kingsman spot in some of the scenes where the way that the CGI works, it's like okay, like that's clearly a he way that you're do, panning. It. He doesn't I mean, do a in lot these of movies. It. It's very practical. There's yeah, not he doesn't much do a CGI lot of or anything at all. But it's just, well, the only reason I I know the gentleman's newer is just because I know it was released. Recently, well, a couple yeah. years ago, you can tell by the quality of and the, the film, quality, obviously. The CGI, like you can tell, it's a little bit newer, but you keep it, saying CGI. It <laughs> there, there definitely is some CGI in that one. I didn't see this, so I didn't see that one. So. You haven't seen the gentleman? No. Oh, you need to check it out. I'm gonna do, but I just haven't. That's, but it's, it's good. It still has the same feel as Lockstock and Snatch and even Sherlock Holmes, to where all these movies feel like they were released. See, within I, the same I feel like I the Sherlock, Sherlock Holmes films are so different. I do too. They're so different, but you can see his hand, his the things that yeah. are yeah. almost similar. I think it's mostly because of the time period that it's placed in. Like, if you had an well, updated modern too. version of Sherlock Holmes that he was directing, it might feel. A little bit more like Snatch or Lockstock or even The Gentleman. Well, I think it's, no, I, I think, think the, it's more so than the outwardly narrated aspects. That's yeah. Those are the things that he does really he does well. It's having things narrated as they're happening. He has a specific character that's like, this yeah. is the version that you're going to hear. Yeah. I mean, there is a connection. I mean, you know, Sherlock is narrated by Downey Jr. His Sherlock is narrating a lot of the scenes, especially the slow-mo planning a fight scene scenes mm-hmm. but i agree with ryan but i think it's mostly for me because the actor pool's not the same whereas rock and roller mm-hmm. fucking lock snatch like almost every one of his films is just pulling characters and putting them in different roles and interchanging them. like mark strong and like rock and roller is totally different than mark strong in this other film you know like different versions of him are interesting because it gives characters a different chance to like test out different styles of character mm-hmm. and see what their their metal is in different areas but it, to make them a different feel film but like you know they still kind of you're right like still kind of fit into the same verse like there are variants of each other mm-hmm. it's like but a like nolan verse but i don't consider Guy Ritchie verse but when i think of them i always i think of them in a like i think of the sherlock films totally separately from those films um because it, the the, the cinematography just seems different for some reason it's still you're right it still feels a little guy richie but it's just like i don't know there's some parts of it that just keep it in a different category for me mm-hmm. but i also forgot that he did aladdin the live action aladdin oh yeah he did yeah which did not do so hot and then what was the other one that he did that was kind of a flop i remember seeing the live action version of aladdin i took my daughter to go see it and i was like I enjoyed it. Like I had an okay time watching it. It was kind of fun, but King Arthur. Ultimately, King Arthur's the other one, yeah. Ultimately, I just wanted to go show her the cartoon version, make sure that she was like, "This is the better one." <laughs> right. A revolver but, is another one that. Which one? The revolver. If you look at Guy Strong or Mark Strong, sorry, Guy Strong, Mark Strong, his character in Revolver versus the one in Rock and Roller, they're two different, completely different concepts. And the I think it's if I'm not mistaken, the revolver version of him is this like incredibly skilled dude. What's his character's name? Sorter. But he's like this guy who's like this seems like he's an accountant, but then he goes <laughs> to this house and systematically shoots people, like murders everyone in this house. Oh, you mean like the movie walls. The Accountant? <laughs> <laughs> no, even better than the accountant. But uh it's pretty sick. And then and and revolver sorry, rock and roll, he's more like a mentor role to um, the other character, one of the characters in it, he plays a yeah. totally different. Like he's like a lieutenant in this mafia kind of gang, and his the guy's son is this fucking rebellious rogue oh, douchebag who killed the guy with a fucking pencil. You never seen either one of those? You talking about the Dark Knight? No, <laughs> no. Uh, That's I have got the idea. Um, but no, I I just think it's interesting. Like especially like we were saying when I think about it, it's like the only thing that is separating his styles is the advance in technology. Some t- not all the time, but some of the times it's like, that's the only thing that I can think of when I think about his movies. I'm like, I feel like they all took place in the same five year span. 
but it's been like 30 years. And I'm like, he's still doing new stuff and putting his stamp on it. And I love it. And I love that he's involved. Unless he's doing a full-on adaption of something, he's involved in the original writing process. He's producing it. And he's directing it. So, again, similar to Mel Brooks. Like, these directors understand the craft. And they know what they want. And they put it out there. And all the people that work for them seem to love working for them. And keep coming back to work for them again. Or having a great time making the movie while they work for them. So, it's pretty cool. Yeah. I concur. Concurred. So, we got to figure out how to vote for this. Like, before we roll the dice, how many 20-sided dice are we rolling? Six? Yeah, why not? Yeah, just basic just math. literally make it completely random. Because Super that's the only random. way we're going to get a winner here. So, before we roll the dice, why don't we just at least say who we would vote for individually as the three hosts to see who we think would have won Two at best two out of three. Um, and the way that I'm thinking of this, I had this conversation with Jared earlier. Um, I was like, I'm having a hard time. I, I'm any mini money mode. Do I flip a coin? Like, do I like find a, some random way of picking it? And he was like, well, are you more of a comedy guy? Or are you more of a heist guy? And I was like, Oh man, like I think nine times out of 10, I'm probably going to pick a comedy like out of the types of movies I pick. Like I, I want to watch like a Jim Carrey film or I want, might want to watch Spaceballs, like a parody film. And I was like, I love heist movies, but it, I don't know if it's where I pick that over comedy. So I was like, I think after you said that I'm leaning towards Spaceballs. Whereas okay. at the beginning of this tournament, I probably thought snatch was going to be, the movie that I think if it wasn't going to be inside man, <laughs> my one movie that made it to the bracket. Yeah. So I think that based on that, I would, I would pick space balls. Okay. Because I'm more of a See, comedy guy. I um I go through phases in life where as you do, as we do. Um, sometimes he's Ryan. Sometimes he's but, decision Ryan. Sometimes he's remote Ryan. I think I'm to the point where Captain P. I I much more enjoy the twists of heist movies or the unpredictable nature of them. Mm-hmm. Um, the same reason why I think Batman was a phenomenal movie. Um. It's because there's that unpredictable element that is critical to the film itself. Um, And so that's why I'm probably going to side with Snatch because just where where I find entertainment is in... I mean, yes, who doesn't love to laugh? Who doesn't love a good, funny movie? Snatch is funny. It is funny. But I love... It's got some comedic chops. I love the... I love getting to a certain point in the movie. Usually it's like in the last 10 to 15 minutes. And your mind just being blown. Of... Oh, crap. Dude, Dude, when Spaceballs ended up on Planet of the Apes, mind blown. (laughs) No. See, for me, it wasn't... (laughs) I'm just kidding. It's like that or... Or when you watch Shutter Island for the first time and you you get that, mm-hmm. yeah, you're like, damn, are you kidding me? Well, that's why I was saying I think it was like, it, I literally could go coin toss here. It's like, I love these things so much, but I think overall, comedy for me, you know, currently in this phase of life that mm. I'm in, I'm like, yeah, yeah. comedy. Hmm. But you're going Snatch. So we got one on each board? Yeah. All right, Paul, as the elder, which phase of life are you in? <laughs> He's like, I'm going to go with Well, uh, when you guys turn amigos. 40, you'll He's... realize that you can be in all phases at the same time. <laughs> Paul's going to be like, 
Three Amigos. You will that's, shift. That's the one I want. Phases of life will go from a month to month or year to year to minute to well, minute. Well, even <laughs> just to share, phase of life, it's not so much things have changed. It's when I think of what I want to watch, once I – there's a majority of comedy movies, once I've seen them, and maybe it's because – I watched a ton of comedy movies in high school and a few of them, I watched them repeatedly to where I just don't watch them anymore. And when when some of the more famous popular comedy movies, I just don't watch them anymore because I watched them so much. That's interesting because when I was in high school, I watched a lot of comedy movies like in the theater, but I didn't watch a lot of them like on DVD or at home. Like I watched a lot more dramatic stuff or actiony like yeah like stuff that jared was getting into was like uh, a lot of action movies from like the 80s and stuff so maybe that's another factor where it's like i burnt myself out on a lot of action 80s and 90s movies yeah <laughs> and i was like when i was a kid it was interesting. like whatever movie I, that was going to be awesome I'd go see in the theater. And then I got to the point where I was like, I'm paying for these myself and they're getting more expensive. So I was like, so now I'm going like, is it a movie theater? Is it movie theater is it ticket movie worthy? theater worthy? So like yeah. it shifted for me to be like, I'm going to see a movie in the theater if it's a blockbuster, like needs to be on a big screen film. And then I'm like, oh, rom-com, take it to the fucking, wait till it comes out on DVD or Netflix. You know, it was like, so there's certain things that I'm like, is it worth paying to see in this giant theater? So nowadays, I'm not so much going to see a comedy unless it's something like Free Guy, where it's like huge blockbuster epic looking, but also a comedy at its roots, you know? I mean, if Spaceballs were being made right now, I probably would see that in a theater because it's spoofing a big theater genre, right? Mm-hmm. Spoofing Spaceball, space or Star Wars, which is huge. So, like, you'd want to see the epic schemes and landscapes that are in it because it's funnier that way. But, I don't know. For me, it's column A, column B of, like, my own opinion, but also factoring in our little discussion we just had. And, like, it kind of boils down to the idea for me of, like, which one would I pick to win those three categories for me? And, like, it's got to be Spaceballs, man. Like, to me, I love Snatch. I love everything about Snatch. And, again, it fits pretty... It's sitting on the fucking top of my heist movie things because mm-hmm. it doesn't just have boring shit going on in a clever heist. It's got comedy. It's got shit I didn't see coming. And it's heist within heist within heist. It's like a fucking Russian nesting doll of heists. <laughs> <coughs> but like... That is, that is the analogy. It is, That's right? perfect. Yeah. And in the middle of the very bottom is a squeaky toy inside of a dog. So there's that. But... Uh, <laughs> But at the end of the day, it's like there's so many good parts about it that I love, but it's also like, you know, will I think of it the same way? I mean, it's it's been a, a couple decades since it came out, but like it hasn't been triple digit decades yet, like like uh, Spaceballs, which is still just unfucking stoppable in my brain. Mm-hmm. Like, will I make sure my children? watch snatch or let them find it on their own i don't know probably let them find it more likely they'll they'll stumble into it there's more modern like guy richie's still making movies they'll back their way into it you know but i don't want them to not be able to see space balls and understand who mel brooks is right they're too young yet yeah. to get the jokes but there'll be a day where i'll make them sit and watch all the fucking mel brooks movies <laughs> there will <laughs> we'll be a like marathon a, in my house there will be like a thanksgiving to christmas oh there will be where it's just like there's gonna yeah. be. We're gonna go back Marathon. to fucking Dunk Frankenstein and fucking Blazing Saddles. You know what I mean? We're gonna go all the way back, oh. and they're gonna watch all of them because I want them to to have the same. Like, I want to understand that there's directors out there and there's movies that exist that were ahead of their time. Comedy that isn't just boring, but like I mean, theoretically, movies these days are bringing it. Like they're not slouching like the pixar movies themselves are awesome usually really funny and like hitting on some things that are like relevant and movies nowadays are bringing it batman just came out it's fucking crushing it but like you know i'm not expecting shit to go downhill anytime soon but i don't want them to to miss what i enjoyed as a kid and experience right. that and for me Spaceballs is, is always going to be in the top of my list of like oh man i have I, to watch i cannot wait until the day comes where it's like my daughter's like 
ready for Spaceballs. Yeah. <laughs> I'll just be like, mm-hmm. get ready. I'm going to learn watch the Star laugh. Wars stuff. And I'll be like, all right, we need to watch Spaceballs. Yeah. You understand. Get her into Star Wars first. Star <laughs> Trek, maybe just like yeah. a little bit. And then just straight like into the parody of Spaceballs. But I will, I will give you this. It's about a point one difference between the two of these films. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was trying to explain yeah. it. I was trying to explain it's it to so, a friend of so mine. I, I went out to Taco Mac and I was telling him like that this is what the championship is because he semi listens to the podcast. He listened early on before we even launched. Like I wanted to see what he thought about it, and he was like, "I really do like it. They're long, but I enjoy the conversation. So like I'm having a fun time listening." And I told him, and he was like, "I haven't even seen Snatch." And I found myself sitting there going like. You have to watch Snatch. Like I'm telling him all these things about it, and he's like, yeah. "Yeah, like that sounds awesome. That sounds right up my alley." And then he was like, "What's the other movie?" I was like, "Oh, Spaceballs." He was like, "Good luck, Snatch." I was like, <laughs> "I was like, you haven't even seen it." Right? And he was like, "Yeah, but I know Spaceballs." I was like, "Okay, yeah, you're you're my friend for a reason." It's <laughs> like, like, yeah, it's just like your favorite sports team, you know? Like you're never gonna root against them. You know, right, it's like I, it's find it hard for me to even if I dethrone. move to another state, I'm always going to be a Braves fan. <laughs> right, so so with our votes, Spaceballs would have won. Now it's time for do the we leave it to the billions dice? of dice, or do we leave it leave it to the here. dice? Do we? I kind of love the the randomness of it. <laughs> like I'm like. Will Spaceballs But like we commit to it and then the dice hold the fucking power. It really pisses me off when that happened. (laughs) I love it. Like a movie's like, you won. Nope. (laughs) It was was so crazy because like round two, Ryan was like, all right, got three. Just (coughs) boom. I was like, oh, it's done. It's already done. Yeah. It doesn't have the (laughs) drama that you expect. 20 sided die. Like when you have real die, you throw them on the table. It's like click, 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 click. But this one's like click. And it's done. (laughs) Yeah. But you can edit that in, right? Yeah, sure. If you want to, why not? Nah. Just roll that, roll that digital six twenty-sided die. Well, let me right. throw up. Am I going? That oh. was an that was an M M&M, but that was an M M&M. So, but what are we? What are we rolling for first? Flip a coin. <laughs> oh, we started. Well, we went. We went snatch. Or I mean, spaceballs. All right. We started with spaceballs. Space, we'll start so with spaceballs. Rolling for spaceballs. All right. Are you ready? No. Nope. Get a pen for all the goddamn numbers you got to write with. Too many numbers. I'm going to tap it three times just Wait. to make it completely random. Jesus, you don't think... How many are going to You are there? committing. Uno, dos, tres. Yeah, but how many? Six 20-sided die? Yeah. Isn't that random enough on one? Yeah. <laughs> this right. episode not brought to you by the Dice app. <laughs> Jesus. Here are the six numbers that you're going to have to add up. 13, 2, 14, 1, 18, and 11. Does anyone else feel like they just lost the lottery? <laughs> Is this a fortune cookie? Jesus, those are all small What's numbers. That? 30, <coughs> 40, 59. Should I do the calculator to make sure it's correct? <laughs> Go for it. rely on technology for this I got, experience. I, I like sat there. I was halfway through counting them. I was like, Brian's throwing out numbers and it's messing with my brain. See, the app doesn't do it for you. No, it just rolls this <laughs> stupid app. Fifty-nine. Nailed it. Good job, Math Wizard. All right, now rolling for snatch. Could be all twenties. <laughs> just straight twenties. Oh damn! Yeah. See, <laughs> see, this is why I wasn't sure about this. Is that three? Was that three? Oh, I did three. Fifteen, thirteen, fourteen, yep. seventeen, they eleven, won. twelve. Already. Well, 60 already. Yeah. It's obvious that that wins. That's a bit extreme. Add it up. It's like 82. 82. 82. Fucking what? So, yeah. We would have voted for Spaceballs. But Snatch wins on the completely random 6 20-sided die. Well, we did vote for a snatch. As in me. <laughs> Ryan's like, I picked the right winner. It's fine. I could honestly care less what won. 
<laughs> Either way, it's going to be a fun time moving forward, so it really doesn't matter. Oh, I yeah. think this is a podcast about our opinions, so I think that it's baseball sports <laughs> based on our Oh, my God. Books. I don't trust you, sneaky dice. I don't, st- I don't trust these dice. These fake-ass digital, digital dice. dice. Yeah, you're Ryan Zab. Somebody else download it and roll the dice again. <laughs> okay, fine. Do that. Look, I'm just saying, I feel like, personally, Snatch has a broader range of where to go from here. I think it'd be interesting because... Like, Literally, just based on actors. Yeah, we have and to how, go into And how Wit character. likes to connect things. Yeah, favorite yeah. character. You know, you can pick another Guy Ritchie <laughs> film. You can pick... You know, another Brad Pitt film. You can pick another Jason Statham. Like, there's a lot of <laughs> ways Christ. that it can go. No matter how, I, I just rolled it three times in a row, and every single one of them, I didn't remember them, memorize all of them, but the last one ended up with like two, four, three, eleven, two, nine <laughs> for the fucking space balls. Hold on. I thought that little noise. Oh, yeah. Little... Uh, and then Snatch still won again with three triple digits and an eight. Well, so, fucking, I think that's that so just. Funny. That just sets it in stone. Snatch will be the first episode to win by of dice. season three. Dice rolls. <laughs> Gosh, I I can't wait to get going on season three. Wait, hold on, back up. I was rolling dice and not paying attention to what Ryan said. I just heard it in my 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 subconscious mind and it just brought it to my front. Did you say that you think Snatch has more potential direction to go than Spaceballs would? I'm. I'm saying that if we, as you go down the rabbit hole, just with, yes, I'm not saying that Spaceballs does not have a lot. When you, shit of, too much of my brain, <laughs> okay. actually. Okay. I'm okay. just saying, like, because we could go into Star Wars from it. And there's a lot no, of Star I, Wars shit that's currently happening. Whereas I don't know where we go from here, Snatch But the, here's the thing. To other stuff. We know, we know, I say this knowing that when we get to Star Wars, Star Wars is most likely going to be like Marvel, and it's going to be its own season. Potentially. So we're probably not going to go into Star Wars without thinking about it ahead of time and saying, okay, this is going to be a Star Wars season. I mean, if we do Star Wars, we have to talk at least about The Mandalorian. And then, well, would and then all the other the Mandalorian like, the Clone Wars season and three. The Bad Batch. Book of, and Book of Mandalorian. Book of Mandalorian. The Book of Manda Boba Fett. <laughs> Well, I mean, like I agree because I was I was thinking about that. Like we originally had a plan to go back into talking about other stuff through the streaming episodes and getting back into Marvel eventually. But like Ryan has a point. There's a, they're, they keep making like they're about to put out fucking Obi Wan and it's amazing looking. And I'm like, God damn it! <laughs> like oh my God. they're just still making shit that I want to see, and it stretches it out. But for this to be, um... I mean, we could have compacted the Star Wars into like three episodes but no not anymore we can't i just mean like the star wars proper right the main films what i was saying is going into season three i'm really excited because we're getting back to a few one-offs smaller franchises right like it's going to be really interesting to see how snatch starts that off so do we want to try to guess on this episode where it's going to go or you want to save it for episode no way no way like it just needs to be we come into episode one we cover all the topics that we normally do. And I and said, just to clarify, I said a broader range. I feel like with excluding Star Wars, if we if we go... Um, Star Trek. Through that. <laughs> even even film-wise for Star Trek, there's not a whole lot. Alien. Right. <laughs> Sorry. I'm Still, just not a whole lot. <laughs> but taking... You take... So when we look at things to connecting, don't think of like... This obviously has themes and parodies, but w- the way Wit likes to connect things is directors, actors, mm-hmm. things like that, which a lot of the things on the Spaceball side of things, it stays in that comedy genre, mm-hmm. whereas I hear you saying. this going the Snatch route, it opens it up to literally anything even if you just use like brad pitt yeah he goes as, into every fucking genre that's not yeah, a as a, yeah yeah you'd be like he did ad astra which is a fucking sci-fi movie you, yeah, you got ad astra you got like mr mrs smith you have yeah. some animated stuff that he's been a voice for you Ocean's know 11. something that he's cameoed in the mcu he eventually boring movies like the fox ba- MCU. tower of babel that <laughs> one was boring as hell <laughs> troy 
Troy. I mean, so many things <laughs> that you can get to. And Troy's a good movie. I know. Just thinking, but yeah, Troy <laughs> is a good from, movie. Uh, we can get fun. back to Hulk that way. Unfortunately, we can get back to Hulk, <laughs> like the OG Hulk with Eric Bana. <laughs> Eric Bana Hulk. But I mean, it's going to be interesting because we're starting with Snatch, and we're going to have a new system of getting into the next episode, which will be really fun. Wouldn't it be the old system? Well, the old system was just us like being like back and forth, like, oh, we talked about this, we talked about that, we talked about this, we talked about that, like bantering for half Yeah, an what's hour. the new system? Well, I was trying to save it for the actual season, but we're going to use the hat, and we're going to bring our picks in. We are? <laughs> you might want to tell the two of us, the three of us. I told y'all that like four weeks ago. <laughs> no, we didn't. When, why are him and I both confused now? We did the hat four to, weeks ago. We did the hat... For getting this shit whittled down because it was so fucking monstrous to whittle right. it down. Before we sign off, what does a T Rex say? Meow. But no, this has been really fun. <laughs> we will see y'all for the <laughs> intro of season three, or well, the first episode of season three. Snatch. Yes. Full I've been wit- numbered episode. I have been Paul. And I've been a turkey dinosaur, Ryan. <laughs> a rooster illusion. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Bye. Bye.